morning, everybody. Talking with Topher here, episode eight. Very excited. Please remember to subscribe, turn on those alarms so that you know when I'm uh, putting up another podcast. And I appreciate everybody who has already subscribed and who listens. Thank you so much. Um, So right now, one of the most exciting things that I have to talk about is uh, a lot of change. There's a lot of change. It's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Um, One of the things that are changing is uh, we, uh, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, that is, uh, we will be going to full hours. Um, I've been doing 12 to 6, like, well, we've been open seven days a week. I've been working five of them. Um, But we're going to be going back to regular hours, so we'll be 10.30 in the morning till 8 p.m., and uh, I know this sounds like an ad, but it's not. It's just something that's really exciting for me um, because it's giving us back some type of normalcy during this uh, pandemic uh, times. And it's just just so exciting to finally open the doors, let people in. Um, it's been nice serving people through a window. I haven't had anybody to really deal with in a sense like everybody comes up to the window they kind of know what they want if they don't know what they want we talk them through it and they get a product and then they leave so this is going to bring up some challenges where people are going to be indecisive and we are going to have to kind of nudge people on so that we don't have people hanging out in the building uh forever um you know because we used to allow people in we let them buy stuff we let them change their coils we let them do all kinds of stuff and unfortunately we're not going to be able to do that right now but at least we got people coming into the building so that's super exciting and it starts june 1st so a lot of change you know i went from working you know, my, my normal hours to not working at all, to working partial, to serving people out of a window. And now we're letting people back into the building. So it's just been a lot of change. And that's, that's my main topic for today is change. Um, because even though you have change, that's exciting, like opening up the shop and getting things ready. It can also be terrifying because now you're letting people in the store where there's been nobody for weeks, um, so you, it, I know it's a sterile environment and, uh, it is a little nerve wracking, you know, so, but we got the gloves, we got masks. If people come in, uh, we have masks for sale. So, um, if you don't have one personally, but you want to come in, we do have them for you available. And like I said, this is not an ad. It's just, I, I run the shop. I'm the store manager and it's just very exciting. It's a part of my life. So I'm very pumped about opening the building and letting people in. And I hope to see everybody there. Um, also, uh, with change, um, you know, my my wife uh, has been working at the same place for 11 years. And uh, that's all changing. She is transferred to another store. She's got a different position. She's working different hours. And now I have to make that work. uh, We have to change the dog's uh, feeding hours. That's a challenge because they are programmed, you know, 6 in the morning, 6 at night. 
and now we're trying to reprogram for eight in the morning, eight at night. So it, 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 little things like that are so challenging and frustrating and just, just sometimes hard to deal with. And, and if you're a person like me where change comes in and my brain doesn't compute change very well. Um, example, uh, we have you know, furniture, specific places, and I am one of those people where there's a place for everything and everything should be in its place. And once it gets set up and we agree, it doesn't really move. But if things get moved and I wasn't informed of it, I kind of lose my shit. I freak out. I can't handle the change of the room i can't take the placement of the furniture because my brain for some reason can't process that change and um uh, like i just i freak out and i try not to um and usually everything gets put back to the way it is just to calm my anxiety and i don't know if it's my ocd or my anal retentiveness um i'm a super neat freak everything has to be exactly where it is um so things like that little changes like changing the furniture and moving tables and stuff like that that gives me high anxiety so now i'm working with my wife changing her job i'm going back to full hours we're trying to change the dog's eating habits we are trying to figure out what days we're going to be able to uh see each other and you know my nighttime uh, was always where I would listen to my podcasts um, and and work on things because she would be in bed by eight and I stay up till midnight. It's just what I do. I don't go to bed till midnight. I'm up at six. It's pretty um, normal for me. And now that's all changing. She doesn't go in till 11. So now she's home when I'm home in the morning. And then at night, she's not getting home until nine. So now my nighttime routine has uh, has changed. So I'm dealing with all of this, and it's hard because I keep, you know, talking to myself and telling myself that, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is how the change is going to be, and just let's just get through it. And the other part of my brain goes, I don't want to change. This is too difficult, and I just rather drink and not think about this and shutting that part of my brain down sometimes is a very difficult situation where I just fight myself I'm like I can't deal with this change I just want to push it off and at the same time my other part of my brain goes "Whoa, whoa 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 calm down we've dealt with much worse than this um so I'm just saying that change is hard for everybody um, whether it's a good change or a bad change, it's just something you have to get used to. And um, I feel, even though it is very tough to do, and I feel it's easier for me to say this than it is to even act upon it myself, is that uh, you can you can go with the change, roll with it feel it out and you have to make new habits and you have to make it part of your norm. It's just like 
all of this pandemic stuff and everybody wanting to every to to go back to normal but unfortunately this is our normal now and after 30 days of everybody being out stores reopening mass requirements being um put into effect that is going to be our norm and once we get past that norm we'll see what the next one is and i'm just looking at this as an opportunity for me to grow because the problem i have is change i have a problem with it uh, it's not easy for me and i just need to work those bugs out and instead of drinking i deal with the problem because what i would do is is i would drink or no i would just drink uh, that was my poison so i would drink and then i wouldn't have to think about whatever was going on for those couple hours and then after that i'd have to start thinking about it again which would make me want to drink so now instead of thinking about the problem or the change and going to my old ways i now uh do do other things i'll do i'll go for my run so i can clear my head i will uh, do some projects around the house just so I'm not thinking about that one particular thing anymore. I try to get my brain away from that so that it helps me uh, kind of clarify what I've been thinking about. I, I'm one of those people where um, I guess it's ADD. I don't know. But I, I if I'm in the middle of a project, I can only do that project for probably about an hour. And then I'll have another little project and then I'll start that one because if I get into a bind with the first one, I move on to the second project. And if I can complete that project, now I feel better, I've calmed down, and now I can go back to the original project and finish it up because now I have a different way of looking at it because I've cleared my mind, I've eased my anxiety by doing another project that was easier to, I don't know, I guess kind of um, give me some confidence that I can get the first project done. So um, I'm just, I'm one of those people. I'll, I'll have five or six things that I'm doing all at once, but I will kind of chop up the time between them all so that I can get them all done, but I don't get stuck on one of them. And get into that stinking thinking is, uh, I believe, what uh, AA used to say. You get into a stinking thinking. You know, uh, those are not places that you want to be. Um, that's going to cause you to decline. Uh, it's going to cause you to go back to old habits. So if you are dealing with change and you're finding it difficult, try to come up with a game plan to help you deal with the change um, I talk to myself a lot uh, so and it's I know it, I guess back in the day like my mom used to say don't talk to yourself it makes you look crazy today they say that most crazy people don't talk to themselves I don't know if that's true I think I just said it but I thought it was funny um, so I'm just trying these things out uh, dealing with all the all the changes and we can get through it. Everybody can. 
Very exciting news, guys. As of June 1st, New Hampshire Vape Gallery will be opening their doors to the public, letting everybody back inside for that shopping experience, and you'll be able to look around and see everything that we have in store for you. Um, uh, is New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. Well, you can also give us a call, 603-814-4171. We look forward to serving you. We look forward to having you in our store again, and we are very excited for this move forward. Uh, it's been a long, long, bumpy road during this pandemic, but... We have taken the time to put up plastic shields and get the store uh, up to um, inventory. We've got your hide bars. See that right there? I've got all these things. I got all the flavors. I got all the styles. We got the hide colors. We got the hides. We got the hide pluses. I've got rise bars. We got wonderful flavors in the Rise bars. I've got Puff bars, Escobars. I've got I've got all the bars. We got them all. I've got over 150 different flavors to choose from right now. I am very excited about this. I hope to see you guys there. And remember, this is New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. And please always feel free to give us a call at 603. 603- 8144171 So on another note uh dealing with change uh I have a really really bad um nostril problem here and I can't breathe I think I mentioned it one or twice when I was running I wouldn't be able to breathe in the rain my nose closes up um when I'm getting crushed in jujitsu I become a mouth breather and I lose my um stamina and so I finally, finally called my doctor and I am getting an appointment to have my nose and mouth looked at. And I am just so excited about this. I've been dealing with this broken nose since like 98 and I am just very excited to see what the doctors are going to be able to do. Uh, to hopefully open up my nose. So I am just so excited about this. Um, we'll see uh, if insurance covers it. That's always the biggest question, right? I mean, what are you going to do? I got to be able to breathe. So I'm pretty sure it falls under insurance. So I'm very excited about that. And, you know, these are, like I've been talking about, change is something that happens continuously there's no stopping it we are constantly changing we are constantly evolving and um, I'm hoping a lot of us are getting better at uh, whatever you're doing you just keep doing it digging in and getting it done and that change is going to become easier and easier as time goes on Um, and like I said Some things are much more difficult to deal with than others, but I think we can all get through it, just like we all got through the pandemic, or we're still getting through it. We're dealing with it. We're wearing our masks. We're wearing our gloves when we're working. Some of us are not. There's been a few cases where people have gone back to work sick and infected people, and unfortunately, that is also very difficult to 
uh, deal with. But everybody is going to deal with this in their own way. And if you keep your head on, keep focused, I feel like we'll come out on the better side of this. And one day, one day it might be like it used to be. But I feel like it's going to be something new. When? I don't know. But I feel like we're going in a new direction. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes after this pandemic. Talking with Topher here. I want to tell you about NaturalBossNH.com. This company has one of the best hand sanitizers I've used so far. This pandemic has made it so that whenever you go shopping now, you have to get back in your car and make sure your hands are sanitized after touching anything in the stores and before you start touching your steering wheel. And if you are like me, when you try hand sanitizer and then you go to use your steering wheel, it's all sticky, your hand doesn't slide on the wheel, your movement becomes a little jerky, and I have noticed with this Natural Boss hand sanitizer uh, that my hands stay nice and smooth. I have no problem steering my steering wheel. And since I have to go shopping, I need something to clean my hands. And I definitely don't want my hands sticking to my steering wheel. So, again, NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H. Dot com and this hand sanitizer will be available shortly and it's going for the cost of five dollars super exciting great product check it out sign up at naturalboss.com sign up for the newsletter so that you can know as soon as this stuff is available like i said great product check them out n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com this is a little bit of a short story, but it's probably one of the the biggest changes in my life um, is when I finally got off alcohol. Um, I was driving for a company that... Uh, you know, people get picked up and dropped off. So, using my own car, picking people up, dropping them off. I was telling people that I wasn't drinking. I was telling people uh, that everything was good. And I was doing this car service. And I was driving, at the time, in different cities, a uh, couple different surrounding states, and it was going really well. Um, and about halfway into it, I think I did this for about six months. And probably about three months in, I, was, I wasn't drinking at first while I was driving. Um, but over time, uh, like everything, um, it crept up, crept up on me. So I would be waiting until 10 or 11 at night. Um, cause it was easier that way. Uh, you'd have people that you were picking up from the bar 
So they were already drunk. And they couldn't smell a thing. Um, nor did they care to even conversate with you at that point. So um, celebrating with some a couple extra nips in between my normals. And so I want to say it's getting around 11 or 12 in the morning. And I uh, pick up a passenger. And she wants the uh, music changed. So I go to change the music. And as I'm changing the music, I'm going through a red light. As, as I looked up, it turned red. I went through it. And now I got a cop that turns on his lights and comes behind me. And I just kind of freak out. You know, I'm not like freaking out and saying anything, but inside I am shaking like a leaf. I'm freaking out. Uh, This lady has no idea. Uh, The officer, you know, pulls me over. He's like, hey, what's going on? And I tell him, I'm sorry, I was changing the radio station for my customer, and uh, I, I just did, didn't see it. I'm so sorry. Uh, so he uh, goes back to his car. He comes back, and he lets me off with a warning. Now, I must have been at least three to four nips deep at this point. So I was definitely uh, buzzing, and I was just praying that I didn't stink I started flashing through everything I had in my life. I started thinking about my wife and my house and my dogs and how if this guy comes back and pulls me out of the car, um, I'm going to jail. I'm losing my license again, probably almost indefinitely because it'll be my third DUI. Um, I am just panic ridden. And he comes back to the car and he tells us to have a great night. So all of a sudden, all that panic went to relief. And I was just so happy that he let me go. So I then take my passenger to her destination and then I shut off my app. And I drive all the way home. And I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to podcasts. I just thought the entire way home. And like I said, this is like the biggest thing I've ever had to actually decide for myself. And I have been told a hundred thousand times that I shouldn't be drinking and that I need to give it up. And this is what's best for you. And I've been in and out of AA programs and I've crashed multiple cars and been to jail a couple times and lost my license at least a dozen times just from being stupid on the road just from being um negligent and is that the word i don't know but i'm gonna leave it so all this stuff is going on in my head and so when i get home at say one two o'clock in the morning i make the decision to quit drinking uh and that that was the first time that i made that decision on my own uh it was something that still to this day um 
I wish I had done it earlier, but I'm glad that I finally made the decision when I made it. And it just goes to show and prove that you can't force anybody to do anything. They have to do it for themselves. And I had to find that myself. And I'm just so thankful that my life did not implode at that moment. And I actually got to make the decision to get off of alcohol and change my life for the better. And that is what I've been doing ever since. And now, because of that, things in my life are easier. It's not that, um, you know, things are not easy for everyone. And the people that you think are getting it easy or they have an easy life, they probably don't. Um, They're probably overworked. Um, un, uh, not enough sleep. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. We all have problems, and mine was drinking. Mine was constantly keeping me back, constantly putting me in a world of shit where I would cause pain to, at the time, would be my parents, uh, girlfriends, and this time it would have been another strenuous time on my wife, and I am glad that it did not go that way Um, but it took something that extreme for me to finally sit down and realize that this has got to stop and I know we all don't get those moments I never get those moments and I will be very honest with you nothing ever goes the way I want it to 90% of the time Um, something always sideswipes me or a project there's more involved in it and it takes longer or you fix up the car and then something else breaks and it's just a continuous world of crap and it's hard to deal with and it makes you want to forget about it and now I'm finally at a point in my life where I don't think like that anymore once again, back to that stinking thinking. You just get into a rut um, and, you know, hungry, angry, uh, tired. All those things can cause you to fall back into your old ways. And sometimes you need to put those things aside to make life better for yourself and for everybody else around you. Um, And that's exactly what I did that night. I got home. I drank every drop of alcohol that I had in the house, threw out all the bottles, and said, see you later. Still not sure why I drank it all, but I just couldn't dump it down the drain. So I did one last hoorah, and then I said goodbye to it. And that was September 15th, uh, 2016 so yeah yeah it's um one of those things where i realized that you really can't tell anybody to stop doing anything you can try to help you can give them advice you can try to point them in the right direction but if that person does not want to do it for themselves 
then they're not going to change. People are just not going to change for you. And that is something that took me a very long time to figure out. Um, so, I mean, I was drinking probably when I was 14, 15. Uh, I found out about, no, well, actually it would have been younger than that. Uh, my dad used to have me get him beers and stuff. That was a normal thing back in the day. So, I'm not exactly sure how young I was, but I know that I fully started, like, enjoying alcohol around 14, 15. And then I gave it up when I was 37. Yeah, 37, 36. So, that's a long time to be in the dark and keep yourself there. So, my only advice to everybody trying to help anybody who has a problem you can you can you can try to help them and you can try to lead them in the right way but you cannot force them to do what you want them to do um, it will or will not happen on its own by that person's choice and that's what this hap that's what happened to me in this situation i finally realized that everything that i was doing needed to stop before i imploded my life once more and it, like i said it was one of the best things i ever chose to do um, i now have a much clearer look on things um, uh, i have better days um, and it's all because i got rid of the poison that was keeping me back, uh, wasn't allowing me to move forward, and was keeping me in the dark. Um, so it's not easy for the person addicted, and it's not easy for the person dealing with the person that's addicted. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, change is tough. Life is tough. But if you just keep your head up, Stay strong. I truthfully believe that eventually you'll come out on the other side a better person. It's not an easy road. It's definitely hard. It definitely has its uh, um, challenges. And But I just have faith that if anybody puts their mind to something, you can accomplish it. And... I just hope everybody out there is getting somewhat of some normalcy back to their lives. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Please remember, subscribe, turn on the alarms, and I hope you have a great day. This has been Talking with Topher. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.